Hey everyone, welcome to The Platform. I'm Chad Balthrop. For the next 40 days, as we prepare for Resurrection Sunday through this Easter season of Lent, we'll post devotional podcasts every Monday through Friday. In each episode, you'll hear from a variety of people as we read a verse or passage of Scripture and make a few observations about what that verse means to us. We hope you'll tune in every day, and more than that, we hope you'll make time to draw close to God as you read and pray through Scripture for yourself. You know, yesterday was Ash Wednesday. For believers, that's a time to confess and repent of those things that keep us from taking our next step of faith. We're about 40 days away from Resurrection Sunday, the day we call Easter Sunday. And during this season of Lent, what we really want to do as believers is take some intentional time to focus on those spiritual disciplines that help us draw close to God. Disciplines like reading scripture and prayer. Disciplines like memorization and meditation. Disciplines like simplicity and solitude and like fasting. Some of those disciplines that we don't practice maybe on a frequent basis, but that for a targeted season of time can help us focus our hearts and minds on who Jesus Christ is and what it is that he's done for our lives. And so each day we're going to take a look at a verse of scripture. Today we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It's one of the scriptures we talked about during our Ash Wednesday service last night. Romans 12, 1 says this. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies to God a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I love this passage of Scripture, and I love the way it begins. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Beseech is not one of those words we really use anymore, and I'm reading from the New King James Version of Scripture. But I I love the way Paul says that because it's almost like he's saying, I urge you because I know this works. I urge you because I've seen how the grace of God, specifically the mercies of God, have changed and transformed my life. So I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. When I think about the mercies of God, especially in light of the book of Romans and the way Paul interacts with James, the book of Romans talks about this law of sin and death, that without the mercy of God, because of the sin nature in our life and because of the sin that we commit, we do wrong things, but we don't just do wrong things. We do wrong things because we like it. We sin because we like it. We're good at it. And we're stuck under this law of sin and death. But the book of Romans tells us that God, through his son, has freed us from the law of sin and death. And that's where the book of James come in. comes in. In the book of James, James tells us that we've now We're under a new law, and that new law is the law of liberty. It's the idea that I'm free from sin and death, and because I'm free from that, I can follow Christ. I can give myself completely to him. Under one law, we're slaves to sin. Under another law, we're free to live for Christ. And that's all about the mercies of God. And so now because of that, we can present our bodies to God, a living sacrifice, You know, this is one of those stories we told last night during the service. In the Old Testament, when it came time for a family to go to worship, to go to the temple or to the tabernacle or the synagogue or wherever they were, the head of the household would draw his family together, and then they would select from their herds or from their flocks or from their grain, they would select the best that they had, the first and the best, and they would bring that to the temple. And as they approached the temple, their experience of worship was fully immersive. 
Because as they approached, they would see the other families approaching, and they would be approaching with their offerings, with their grain offerings and dove offerings and, 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 and just all the different animals. They would be approaching the temple, and they would see the smoke rising from the temple from the other sacrifices that were being roasted there on the altar. And they would be able to smell the incense as they got closer to the temple. And they would hear the sounds of the priest singing and playing their instruments and the sounds of the people who were coming to pray and coming to read scripture and coming to learn more. And then as they got there, the, the head of the household would bring that sacrifice to the priest. And the priest would take that animal and the, and the head of the household would place their hands on the head of that animal. And sometimes the priest would draw the knife uh, across that animal, and sometimes he would hand it to the head of the household to do that, but then the blood would flow. And as the blood flowed, it was a reminder that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And as the blood flowed, they would be reminded of the grace of God in their lives. And I imagine that as the blood flowed, that there would be moments when some of it would, it, it was it was a hygienic experience, but but at the same time, I imagine there's moments when when the blood might get on the hem of the garment of the father or of the priest, that, that there might be stains in their clothes. And then that, that, sacrifice, that sacrifice would be placed on the altar and it would be roasted. And I don't know if you've ever stood around a campfire or not. I'm sure you probably have. But, you know, you stand around that campfire and, and the smoke from the fire, it saturates your clothes and it just it sort of gets into you. It fills you. And so this idea that we would be a living sacrifice is the idea that we would give ourselves to God, that we would recognize that daily we walk in his presence and that we would respond to the presence of God. And just like in the Old Testament, when they left worship, the evidence of their worship was all over them. It saturated their clothes. It filled their hearts. It filled their minds. And the evidence of the fact that they had worshiped God, the evidence of who they worshiped was all over them. I think that's what it means to be a living sacrifice, that we would surrender our will to our Heavenly Father, that we would let our next breath be an act of surrender and our next step become a step of obedience so that the evidence of who we worship is all over us. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies to God, a living sacrifice. And here's what happens. A living sacrifice becomes holy, set apart, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And so here's my hope for us today. This is my prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that each one of us, because of your mercies, that today we would present ourselves to you as a living sacrifice that you would make us holy, that by the sacrifice of your Son, we would become acceptable in your sight because, Father, this is just so reasonable. So, Father, we love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
I'm so thankful that you joined us today. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can catch uh, future episodes. We'll be back tomorrow, and then we'll do this Monday through Friday for the next 40 days. And, and there's some other ways you can help us. You can help us connect with more people by rating and reviewing this episode or pressing like and leaving a comment. You can also catch more devotional thoughts every day through our partner podcast, Follower of One, which is available everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on the platform. We are grateful you joined us today on the platform. If you're in the Owasso or Tulsa area, we would love to meet you face to face. Services take place every weekend at First Baptist Church Owasso and on the Calvary campus in Tulsa. You can also catch us on most social media sites and online at fbcowasso.org. We're praying that God will do something in you and through you that can't possibly be explained because of you. We look forward to how God will use you on your platform.